everyone, this is Jennifer Dono and you're watching another live daily webcast here on YFELive.com. Today's topic is Try It Tuesday and I'm very excited because we're talking a lot about change. That's kind of the theme of our Try It is change. And I've got Amber Turner on with me. Amber, thank you so much for being here. Definitely. Thank you for having me. So I'm excited to chat with you because you're all about um, getting healthy and you're a mom and a military wife. There's so much dimension here and who you are and what it is that you do as far as your online business goes. So why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself and what you do? Well, my name is Amber. I'm the blogger behind HippieFitMom.com and I'm also the creator of MyMompreneurMinute.com. Um, basically, I'm just a regular mom trying to find my footing. Um, being a military spouse, I feel like internet business is very good for me. It's something that I can take with me no matter where the military takes us. So I'm just trying to find my way within the military business. I mean, excuse me, the internet business world. So that's pretty much who I am. I have to say, before we went live, Amber's husband was in the background in a uniform, and I think that's one of the perks of being a military wife, is that yep. um, <laughs> I was like, you're handsome, your husband's very handsome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love the uniform. Yeah, so <laughs> where are you out of right now, and how often have you moved in the past? Well, um, we're in New York, we're on recruiting duty. So there's not a military base here, but um, the closest one is Fort Drum, which is an army installation. Um, and we've been here for about a year and a half. And yeah, we should be here for about three and a half more years. And I'm looking forward to that move. Because uh, <laughs> prior to coming here, we were in Georgia at Robbins Air Force Base. And it's a big difference. I bet. For one, it's a shock. And then the weather, we're, we're really getting into winter now, and yeah, I don't, I don't enjoy it at all. <laughs> well, you know, I'm excited to talk to more military wives, because I know that's a big part of young female entrepreneurs in our community, is the military yeah. spouse uh, community, and it sounds like you're very much involved with it, but just the, just the, the environment that you guys are in, you're, you're moving, and um, it's hard to really plant roots and establish a career, and I know a number of women who I'm friends with are teachers or um, something where it's more they're able to uh, move to serve, you know, their husband's lifestyle rather than theirs. So it's a, it's just an interesting mix, and I, you know, I, I'm always amazed by the creativity and inventiveness of military spouses and how they can um, continue in, with their passions and their careers while still, like I said, serving their husband's lifestyle. Yeah, you have to be. So, you have to be. Amber, let's get started. We've got a list of topics to talk about. You're all about healthy lifestyle and making sure that you make small changes. And you're going to mention a couple tips at the very end because we're talking about try it Tuesday, right? So we're trying new things, and rather than go over go over one specific thing, it's kind of a, a theme of these larger companies that are making small changes and trying new things and seeing how it works. And so that's what we're we're really encouraging other young female entrepreneurs to try along with us, small little changes and see how it goes. So Amber, I just wanted to say, and I know I didn't send this over to you, but for everyone that's watching, this is a big deal. This is a big news headline. I want to make sure that we point it out to everyone. Selfie is named the word of the year for 2013. What are your thoughts on that, Amber? <laughs> I heard that. I was watching the news this morning. And I saw that. I was like, oh, okay. Um, 
<laughs> I mean, it is what it is. I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm the biggest fan of selfies. I don't like taking them, but I don't have someone to take my picture. So I guess, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it's, um, the way of the world, I guess, now. Well, I just thought it was so funny that that's the word of uh, of the year. And, you know, whatever. I know a lot of people that do selfies on Instagram, and I appreciate it because I actually get to see the person. Uh, so, you know, whatever. But so the next story that's getting into more of our theme is how much is Pinterest, a Pinterest pin worth? And they're saying this is in Fast Company. It's much more than a, than a tweet. And I thought this was really interesting. The reason why I wanted to discuss this today is because basically what this article is doing is really drumming down exactly the data behind what happens on Pinterest. And so they're saying, you know, um, each pin is worth around 78. Let me see if I can zoom this in for you guys, too. Um, each pin is worth 78 cents in sales. That's a 25% incre increase from this time a year ago. So each pin drives two sites uh, visits and six page views. So this is great information as far as how we can use Pinterest. And, you know, my question is, um, and Amber, I don't know if you've worked with other entrepreneurs on this or if you've talked to other moms, are we really using Pinterest to its fullest as smaller brands? I know a lot of larger brands are really use, utilizing it and making sure that those click-throughs come through using imagery appropriately. But Amber, do you think that we, is there still room for for inventiveness, I mean, what are some examples that have you seen people use Pinterest really well? Well, um, I, I would like to see a video used more on Pinterest. I, from a, a Twitter chat that I had previously, someone said that they normally go over the, the videos, and I, I'm a big advocate for video. I love video, and um, I don't think it's beneficial as if you use video for Pinterest, but I, I love, I love Pinterest because I, I, we're all visual people. Well, and I think I mean, that's an interesting point, the idea of using video more in Pinterest. And I've been tweet, I pin all of our videos and I wonder, um, how, I mean, everyone that's watching, do you click through on watch videos that happen on Pinterest? Or are you more of like an image you're looking through to get ideas and you pin things? Do you actually watch the video then that's on Pinterest? I don't know, Amber, do you watch the videos that are on Pinterest? I typically don't, honestly, but I, I pin my videos on there, but I don't usually use Pinterest for videos. I like to look at fashion and, and like get inspired as far as like fitness and nutrition, food and that sort of stuff. So I just like to look. It's more visual. I don't like to... It's um, like window shopping, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's not. I don't like to stay on one thing for too long. Yeah, and I think Stacy Harris is saying that she does something similar where it's more visual and you look through it versus actually interacting with it. So I don't know. It'll just be interesting to see how people use Pinterest in the future. Now, another site that I was actually on Thrive Chat last week, which is hosted by at the Stacy Harris, and um, it's with uh, the Thrive Chat. It's a community and. They, the question was on what social media or what you want to do, and I wanted to get into LinkedIn a little bit more. And they're saying that LinkedIn's, this is reported in TechCrunch, LinkedIn's new showcase pages allow companies to highlight specific products and projects. And what they're doing here is, um, is providing people with, I mean, they're making LinkedIn more than just a social networking platform for employment. They're making it more of a platform for publishing information. And I think this is a fantastic opportunity for a lot of, 
um, young female entrepreneurs because basically what you're able to do is connect with an audience that's more professional minded, especially if you're a business to business type of a a enterprise. I don't know, Amber, are you on LinkedIn? Do you use it? I love LinkedIn. I love it. I think it's so beneficial if you're trying to build connections, build a network, that LinkedIn is where it's at. I love LinkedIn. Yeah, definitely. And I'm excited about that. When I when you sent that to me, I was like, oh, wow, yes, that's exciting. Yeah, I thought it was, it was a great idea for LinkedIn as far as, you know, making it more useful for businesses. Because right now, okay, I'll tell you, everyone that's watching, the reason why I'm more interested in LinkedIn, because I thought the, the reaction from other young female entrepreneurs was interesting that were in the chat. It was more like, oh, you know, that's not it's not a fun network to be part of. And I heard great advice as far as using LinkedIn to connect with people that are employed, because people were saying, oh, you know, I'm employed by myself. I don't need LinkedIn. Well, you, if you want to be noticed in a media publication or if you want to connect with a brand and, you know, uh, partner with them in any ways what i've heard is that linkedin is a great tool to do that because the people that are of influence in that brand or in that larger company are employed they are on linkedin and use it actively so reaching out to them through linkedin and if you use the linkedin um premium um thing i think it's like 30 dollars a month or something like that i tried it for a couple months and um if you use that you're able to email them without being actually connected and it's like a guaranteed you have three emails and if someone doesn't email you back right away then um they give you the credit back for free and i thought that's oh my god i just got excited by that i was like i can see if someone you know emails me or looks at it and that type of a thing and i tried it and i didn't find it very effective oh really i don't know amber have you used the premium or are you strictly like the standard i use the standard but i mean even with the standard you can build such great connections and I I love it for that I mean um, it's like they said it's not really fun but you really build effective connections with people yeah so our next story about change so you know our 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 change so far we've been thinking about how can we use social networks differently how can we make sure that we're improving upon for 2014 and ending 2013 in a really strong manner and there's this article out in business insider so last i think it was last week or the last couple weeks the billionaire dallas cowboys owner says using a flip phone is how he got rich he was on national television um on nbc sports and he was shown on his little flip phone which i thought was so funny because i've been telling people for years i want my little motorola did you guys have this it was a um amber i don't know if you had one there it was like a pink little motorola flip razor oh i had one <laughs> okay that was my favorite phone to date it was so like it was compact it was just easy to use and call people and it worked as much as i love my iphone it's fantastic. It sucks as a phone. <laughs> like, for what it actually is supposed to do, it's horrible to call people on. I don't know if you guys would agree with me. Um, but so anyway, this guy, so people, he was on later and on CBS morning and asked, or this morning asked, uh, what's the deal with the flip phone? Because it's that important and that shocking that a billionaire would have a flip phone. And he said, this is why, this is why I'm a billionaire because I, I, I pinch pennies. Is that really why he's a billionaire? Because he hasn't forked over the money for an iPhone? <laughs> well, on. I mean, I'm sure it's like other parts of his life too, but... 
Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I'm sure there's more to that story, too, because I yeah. could see. So we're talking about social networking networks and changing. I think that having a smartphone at times can be a little um, distracting. And on the chat, um, Stacy is saying she misses her hot pink razor. <laughs> I'm not all, I'm not alone in thinking that. And she loved flipping her phone, Melissa at Melissa Penton. Um, yeah, that idea like flipping and it was kind of like a thing rather than looking at your smartphone when you had dead time or you were talking to someone, it was like that annoying flipping sound. <laughs> and uh, so at the Stacey Harris is saying as far as the comment goes with the billionaire and um, penny pinching, it's the old saying old money is old for a reason. They don't spend it. But see, I thought, you know, going back to social networking, there's no distractions on a flip phone. It's a phone. There's no, you know, you can't get on Twitter. And I asked the community a while ago, would you give up your phone, your cell phone, um, for a year? Because someone I heard um, a successful entrepreneur say, that, and he's in his early 30s, that he gave up his, his smartphone for an entire year. And in order for people to reach him, they had to email him or when he read it at his desk or they had to actually show up in person, essentially. And wow. so he said that he was able to grow his company enormously there because it was focused. It was focused on what's important. And a lot of people in the community said, no, that smartphone is how I do my business. I'm able to be with my kids and actually run my business on my smartphone and not have to be attached to a nine to five desk. So Amber, I mean, being a mom, being a military uh, wife, being fit and active, being healthy and trying to run a business, would you say it's more healthy to be focused and not have that phone? Or do you think it's more healthy to actually have the smartphone and live a lifestyle that's flexible? I would say without. I mean, I I don't have a smartphone. I have a regular phone. <laughs> I don't have like a smartphone at all. Um, I am on my computer a lot, but I do have times where I'm just like no electronics. I'm going to go and walk around. I'm going to walk with my kids, play with my kids. I have to you have to find that balance and two with me being here is that I don't have I don't have a lot of distractions from the outside because I don't really know anyone here. I don't have family. So it's like I don't have those obligations either. So that also helps me stay more focused. So I don't have those distractions. And then I make time that I'm not, I'm like no electronics at all, no computer. And then that allows me to like think outside the box and how can I grow my business? Because sometimes when we're just like in it all the time, you don't think well, how can I expand or how can I grow or what's something that I'm not doing that I could be doing, you know, that sort of thing. I, I think that's a great point and that's something that I definitely struggle with is the idea of constantly checking in and, and growing that community and that's a conversation we had in Bootstrap Book Club um, with at the Stacey Harris. She hosted it and it was around Gary Vaynerchuk's thank you economy and it was the idea of constantly being on, being engaging, starting that conversation in your community and um, I think it's hard as someone that runs an online business who maybe has a team of, you know, like a few people or even just, just yourself. It's you that's engaging with people. So I think it can be difficult. But I really like that, you know, you, you strive for focus. And I think, you know, in part, your focus is kind of put on you by your conditions. But it's a great lesson for all of us that are listening. So the next point uh, that we're going over, and again, this is in Business Insider, is Urban Outfitters blames drop-in sales on missed fashion calls and off-pitch marketing. So we're talking about um, changes. 
So this is a big one um, as far as, you know, listening to your customers and deciding what it is that they are going to purchase. A store like Urban Outfitters is difficult because it's on trend, right? And so what they're doing is saying, you know, it's not necessarily because we can't compete with H&M or or Forever 21 on price. It's because um, we just were off on, on our inventory and what it is that we ordered. So I thought that my lesson that I'm taking away, and I don't know about you, Amber, in this, is that if you feel compelled to compete on price, you know, think twice. Really think about what it is that your market, what's important to them, because the person that was quoted in um, this article, and I can't remember who it was. Let me see if I can look really fast. He says, it's the CEO of Urban Outfitters. He says his market isn't compelled by promotions. So he, you know, he sat back and said, you know, while I have tons of pressure, we didn't do very well to drop our prices and run sales and things like that. That's not something that I feel like our market is going to be compelled to actually purchase from. We have to look back at what we're offering. So Amber, I don't know if you've ever felt, I mean, do you think competing on price is a viable option or what should we be doing instead? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It's it's a tough call, especially if your business is doing poorly. It is kind of like, you know, you don't want to go into that panic mode and be like, okay, let's just drop our prices or run a 50% off sale and we'll get people to, you know, we'll have revenue coming in. I think it's a scary point. Yeah, it is. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. And yeah, so at the Stacey Harris is saying all markets are compelled by promotion. <laughs> um, and it's true. And she's saying there's not a whole lot of marketing coming out of Urban Outfitters. And that they haven't really in a long time. But, you know, on Stacey's point that people are compelled by price, when you have one end of one company that sells, you know, a trendy item for $80 and the other company is selling it for $20 and it's a trend you're not going to be wearing it next year um, you know that's kind of hard and you have to sit back I guess and look at that yeah. so on that note Amber Panera Bread is making four changes to win customers back <laughs> again the theme of change is sitting back looking at what it is that we can do differently what can we try that's new based off of what it is that our customers are looking for and how can we make 2013 better 2014 awesome Panera Bread is focusing on their customers that's the big story behind all of this they're looking at okay who uh, what have we done in the past that has hurt our customers and it's wait times and it's the idea that people aren't being taken care of that people don't feel good once they leave Panera and so what they're doing is hiring more employees and also moving their catering into um, hubs so that the person can actually focus everyone that works in the store is focused on the customer and I thought this was great as far as changing and focus goes Amber, do you, I mean, have you been to a Panera Bread? Did they have Panera Breads on the East Coast? That might be a stupid yeah. question. Well, I know they have them in Georgia, but I'm like so isolated. We don't have any here where I'm at now. But uh, I can't say that I've really been there because I, I'm, I eat gluten-free, so I don't really <laughs> eat that kind of food. But I, I do like You're the fact that- You're gluten-free? Oh, how yeah. fun. Yeah, Panera Bread's probably, I mean, that's another thing. Like, how does Panera Bread, they're based off of bread. How do they, I feel like a lot of people are gluten-free, and if you're not gluten-free, you just avoid carbs. Am I wrong in that? Yeah, I mean, well, I, I'm, my diet is very limited. I, I can't eat a lot of things, but um, 
I, th- I think that it's good, though, that they're focusing on the customer. I, I think that, you know, getting the feedback and actually, like, making changes for, that, for the customer is a great thing. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't have much to say on that. No, but, uh, that's totally fine. <laughs> but, okay, so going into the last piece of change then. So Urban, or apart from Urban Outfitters and all of the other things that are happening, Panera Bread, um, there's a lot of talk around Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving shopping, more so, you know, Black Friday and the idea that you go into the black on that particular weekend or that particular day. I guess it's a Friday. Um, And so Best Buy 3.0, they're talking about how they've been able to stay above and not go bankrupt or close or do anything crazy. And now they're saying, okay, now that we've done all this work, we might actually hurt ourselves again. And so what they're talking about here is this change that they lowered their prices, unlike Urban Outfitters. They did feel that competition are compelled to actually compete with other people on the low prices online, such as Amazon. And so what they did was they changed their prices, but they also differentiated in providing, they really served their vendors. So now that they have, they have these in-person stores. And so it's interesting to look at how Panera is serving their customer and Best Buy has served their vendors, their, you know, the products that they carry, Microsoft, and really made sure that, they, that they've given them great service so that they can get good deals, they can get good product and that type of a thing and do certain partnerships on it. But they are doing, they're open Thanksgiving, and now it's out that Tim Cook decides not to ruin most Apple workers' Thanksgiving. I thought this was hilarious, um, the, the headline goes. But basically, Apple's only open in a few locations on Thanksgiving, and so that's why they've saved it. Whereas Best Buy is open on Thanksgiving. Amber, do you shop Black Friday? No, <laughs> it's too crowded. Too crowded for me. Yeah. Well, and I'd love to hear everyone's opinion on Black Friday. For those of you that are watching now or watching later, do you shop Black Friday? What are your opinions on um, stores, whether it be a young female entrepreneur online or a big box chain like, um, like uh, what's it called, Best Buy, being open on Thanksgiving or doing any kind of promotions around the holiday? Because this is where I get really like, yes, it's in poor form to be open on Thanksgiving. And I, if I were working at Best Buy, I would want to be home with my family. But right. at the same time, and Amber, I don't know if you agree with me on this, it's it's very hard as far as um, competition goes. Online sites are open 24-7. You have that availability on there, and people can be shopping on Thanksgiving and be with their families at the same time. And and even if you're not in direct competition, you know, if it's Best Buy or if it's me as a young female entrepreneur that's selling anything we're competing for dollars you have a 200 dollars holiday budget and if i'm spending all of it on thanksgiving at a store that's open with big sales i don't have any money left over for the black friday sales the next day so you're competing for dollars and i can understand where people are worried about that that's their bottom line that's what puts them in the black is this holiday season so i don't know what you guys think um on how people can change that, how we can make the different, how a retailer could change the dynamics so that they're not in the red until the holidays. I don't know. I just, I feel like this entire time has been me on a rant, Amber. I apologize. (laughs) I like Cyber Monday. I like that better. See, and Cyber Monday is scary. That's why Amazon is already rolling out all of these sales, right? So I don't know about you, but I'm getting um, notices in my inbox right now that, you know, these are the items that are going to be on sale. Don't shop until then. Cyber Monday, again, is like four days, five days after the actual sales begin. You're competing for dollars again. That's true. So... (laughs) 
And then there's people in the <laughs> chat that are saying that they don't go to the stores, they can't stand the crowds at Terry J. Moore. I worked Black Fridays through college oh, in wow. retail, and I always loved it. I mean, the employers made it so much fun in the morning. I worked with my girlfriends, and you'd show up and bring each other Starbucks, and the people were always... At the stores I worked at, the people are always happy and all, you know, like it was a cute thing. But I don't know. That's just my personal experience. I've never actually shopped, but I was a worker. I was on the other side of it. Yeah. But anyway. So, Amber, what's one big change that you'd love to see people make going into the holidays? Um, well, I'm all about health and fitness. <laughs> so um, always keep that in the forefront. Uh, you know, with holidays coming, it's always temptation with holiday cooking, uh, the treats and all that, but always keep your health and your exercise time, workout time at the forefront of your um, holiday season. So that's one thing that I would like to see. Yeah, and I love that you came out with one, your tip as, you know, for people changing is that rather than just saying I'm going to do it, you actually put it on your calendar. And I know that's something that at the Stacey Harris has has argued for in the past on here. Yeah, definitely. I, I feel like um, working out and taking care of yourself should be a priority. So as you should have that like an appointment like you keep it in, keep it as an appointment like you would do a doctor's appointment your child's appointment any other obligation it's it's important so that's something that you should always keep and it is an appointment so i have people tell me oh i need you to do something i have an appointment with the gym and that's just as important as whatever you want me to do so <laughs> i think that's a great point and it's something i definitely need to incorporate more in my lifestyle so amber where can we find you online after this so we can connect with you definitely um you can find me at uh, www.hippyfitmom.com and you can follow me on twitter at at hippyfitmom now amber has vlogs too on youtube what's your youtube username Hippie Fit Mom. Yeah, I watch them. It was really cute. She's got such okay. a fun personality, and it makes it fun to think about these types of things. So, Amber, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. Oh, good. <laughs> Hopefully it wasn't too scary or overwhelming. But, I mean, I was, you know, I'm a little nervous, but it's, it's fun. <laughs> well, you did fantastic, and you're definitely a pro, so I wasn't nervous about it. So, and everyone, thank you so much for watching live. These, again, are live every weekday, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on YFELive.com. Come for a quick burst of networking. Um, otherwise, oh, we're also up on iTunes. Oh, my gosh. And I would absolutely love everyone if they would rate it and comment, leave your feedback. Uh, again, that's the iTunes algorithm pushing us forward so that other people can learn more about what's going on with young female entrepreneurs. And that's at yfe.me forward slash um, video gen, J-E-N-N -N with two N's, and then um, or yfe.me forward slash audio gen. So we've got two versions, video and audio up. So everyone, again, thank you so much for watching live. I'm so excited to be back here tomorrow. My guest is Julie Kelly, and she's going to be co-hosting with me, and it'll be super fun.